Congratulations for always being right. Look, we told you guys time and time again that we've proven to be the best tag team, not just on You Wish You Could podcast, but in the entire podcast universe. There's nobody better than the guy that runs the pod, Mike Canatella and Flying Brian. There's no one that can record like us. We'll beat every single one of your favorite podcast teams, and we have shown we are unstoppable. Exactly. We are called the You Wish You Could podcast for a reason, and we live off of 40 miles of bad road and recording the crack den, and there ain't one pair of guys that can make it, make it down our block. Okay, we talk heavy and hit hard, and we have proven our dominance here in the podcast universe, and we are the absolute best tag team in the podcast universe. So why don't you call a Rosenberg or Stack Guy, call Edge and Christian, or call Pritchard and Conway, call them all... Bring them here, it doesn't matter, because we are going to take them all out, and there ain't going to be no one left. And there's only one thing left, too, and Jack, and that's to clank them. Top, Top guys out. Welcome to another episode of the You Wish You Could podcast. It's the god that runs the pod, Mike Canatella, along with Flying Brian. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? And we have with us this week, Dashing Dan. Hello, people. <laughs> Hello, people. That, sh- that should have just been Val Venus's, like go-to. Like Instead of the ladies, he's just like, bye, and he's like, Hello, people. <laughs> <laughs> Don't assume his gender. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, don't assume my gender, bitch. Don't assume what I am. <laughs> All right, so we did WrestleMania last week. Uh, we didn't. We cut out because it was a lot um, of going over last week's Raw. But what I really want to do this week is just talk about the call-ups, really, from Raw and SmackDown from last week, and then really go into the uh, the superstar shakeup, which I I think we each have our own views on, and. Uh, Probably, I'm super excited to talk about one of the coolest segments I've seen on Raw in I, I can't tell you how long. Um, so we definitely want to get into that. But first, of course, um, let's uh, talk about some Gorilla, I guess. Do we have uh, anything? I have a couple things that I'd like to talk about. I don't know about you guys. Um, the biggest thing I had was Dean Ambrose and Renee Young got married. They did? Yeah. Uh, what is it? John uh, Good, I think his name is? His I have real, no idea. I think his real name is John Good. Um, so now uh, Renee Young's name is Renee Good. She's good. Renee Good. Hey, she's Renee good Wood. and she's good looking. <clears throat> Ain't nothing wrong with that. <clears throat> How about that? How about that? How about that now? Marry me outside. How about that? <laughs> no, he's cashing in. 
<laughs> or, or I wonder if they got married by Big E because now he's uh, ordained minister and he can marry people now. This is true. I did ask yeah. Lindsay if we can get married Mike, again. You didn't wait long enough to get married. I didn't. I should. I should get married Dan, again. Dan, you too. <laughs> that would have never happened with me. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's just not going to happen. <laughs> Can you just imagine Big E like officiating your wedding? That'd be amazing. <laughs> my wife. I wonder like, if it would cost extra to have him do it with, like the unicorn stuff on. I would imagine, but like my wife is literally in the other room screaming, "Absolutely not!" So uh, I guess that's not happening. <laughs> All right. What about just a renewal? Yeah, exactly. I mean, we'd do a vow renewal, and Biggie would be like, "Oh, vow renewals!" Oh, I testify. <laughs> All right. I love how he had to put a disclaimer on that tweet going, by the way, guys, I'm, I'm being serious. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, because it's Biggie. You never know. <laughs> All right. Uh, what else as far as uh, outside of the ring stuff for Gorilla? Um, oh, Kane is running for mayor of Knox, Tennessee. How freaking... Okay, did, any, did any of you watch his... Did any of you watch his ad? I did. And I, no, I, I did too. The whole time I'm like, okay, too. when is the Hellfire and Brimstone coming out? And like, when is he just gonna like omit fire from like the trees in the background? Waiting for it so bad. I know, like it never happened. It's weird because like he's obviously being serious. This is something he's very big into politics. That I know, but like you just you look at him and you're like, oh, it's Kane. How are you? <laughs> Although, if you look at his his like that his name and his campaign ad, he's got the little fire symbol in his name. I know. I know. It's it's little nicks like that that definitely like appease the wrestling fan. So um, the other thing, have you guys heard about this stupid freaking rumor that uh, of course will tie this will tie into something later on? But apparently there was a rumor that WWE was going to bring back the Undertaker gimmick with Roman Reigns. What? You I heard this. I didn't go in depth and to find out what was going on with that. But I did hear about that. So I, I did not hear about that. So listen to this one, because it's, it's literally the most absurd fucking thing I've ever heard. Because Roman Reigns, quote-unquote, died on Raw, he would be resurrected <laughs> as The Undertaker. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's so stupid. It's so fucking stupid. <laughs> it's just so stupid, you hysterically laugh at it. But you know what? It's so stupid that Vince would be like, Oh, God damn it, it's a good idea. Let's do it. He would oh. try that. Oh my god, that's yeah. just that's just horrible, but yeah. hysterical at the same time. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, 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 the big thing. Oh, the other big thing too from from that segment too was the uh, the petition online to get Braun Strowman fired or removed from Raw. Oh my Raw. god. Yeah. Oh. Like the people that signed that. Like I think Dan's comment was the best when he was just like those <laughs> signatures though. <laughs> Eight hundred and thirty-four. Yeah, I was like, really? There cannot be eight hundred and thirty-four Roman Reigns fans. That's impossible. Oh God! Then did you see the uh. reverse of it? Now there's a petition to get Roman Reigns fired. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably at like three million already. Oh, I can't imagine how many fucking signs are on that one. I mean, I'm not going to sign either of them, but I think it's just it's absolutely starting to get out of hand. Oh, yeah, it is. All right. Um, let's get into the actual episode, unless you guys have something else you want to talk about as far as Gorilla. 
I didn't really make notes for this week, so I don't think so. But if something pops into yeah, my head, good. I'll say it. Okay, sounds good because there's a lot to get through. Uh, there was a lot that happened on Raw and SmackDown, uh, definitely over the past two weeks. Uh, so let's go back a week ago. Um, it's the Raw after WrestleMania. Um, the only thing that, for me at least, and this obviously was as per our promo that was noticeable, was the revival coming up. And for me. I have been waiting for this day for a very long time, and I am super excited for it. I'm pretty sure you creamed in your pants when mm. that happened. I definitely marked out in my pants. Yeah, you're not wrong with right. that. It's a revival. I mean, revival is easily one of the top tag teams in the business right now. Um, I think. What's top that? Guys. They are top guys, but I think that they can honestly, legit match up with almost any tag team, and you would, uh, like, you would say that they're probably better. Yeah. 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 Um, the other thing coming from Raw uh, was not really a call up, but Finn Balor made his uh, his triumphant return, um, and he's hurt again already. Exactly, which I was going to say we'll get more into that uh, as we talk about this week's Raw. Um, but absolutely, like, I have my own take on it, and I'll see what you guys think, but, uh, again, we'll, we'll touch upon that later. Um, and then the SmackDown side of it, which I feel was a much, had a much better, uh, call-up, I guess you could say. I mean, Ty Dillinger and Nakamura, do you, I don't think you get better than that. No. No. Nakamura wins the night for, no. uh, everybody there. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I mean, Ty Dillinger, too. Like, that crowd popped, like, yeah. ridiculous when Ty Dillinger came out. There are not many people over like Ty Dillinger is over, and Nakamura, for that matter, too. That's exactly. I mean, Ty Dillinger, I feel, um, and of course, we'll talk about, well, you know what, let's just start talking about it, but the U.S. title is now on SmackDown, uh, which is very clear from the Superstar Shake-Up, and I think Ty Dillinger is going to be that perfect, um, as, you know, Brian says a lot, the perfect hand for the U.S. title. He might win it once or twice, but I think he's that perfect person to put in there. Um, especially for a heel champion. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's got the he's got the tools to do it. He's got the crowd backing. He's probably going to sell a lot more merch than a lot of guys right off the bat. Mm-hmm. So why not put belt on him and capitalize on it while he's hot? Oh, exactly. I mean, oh, that I, makes sense. But I don't. I I don't think that's the route they're going to go right now. No, I think they'll uh, they'll definitely build up on his. Uh, on his, uh, like, his overness and how much he, he gets the fans to pop, but uh, I don't see it fading out, especially on the main roster. I mean, he, he did his thing on uh, on NXT for well over a year, right? Yeah, he did the, the Perfect Ten thing real wild down there. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I don't see it fizzling out anytime soon. And I mean, I hope not. I, I love him, and uh, my son loves him, so that's even better right there. All right, um, so that's it for what I have for last week's Raw and SmackDown. Um, do you guys have anything to add? Um, I'm a little upset that the it the Baron Corbin Dean Ambrose match was not an Intercontinental Title match. Agreed. That was a million times better than their match at Mania, but I say, was that was a match should have got at Mania. That was the exactly. Match yeah, no, without a doubt. Um, I but obviously for obvious reasons there is. Uh, uh, something behind them not doing it for the uh, IC title, but you know, um, 
it is what it is, and I still think Baron Corbin is one of the better people, or at least getting better day by day on SmackDown. And I think that's what's good about SmackDown is these guys are getting better. Um, where Raw only has one guy that's doing that right now, and that's pretty much Braun Strowman. Yeah. So yep. with that, let's segue that right into this week's Raw and talk about the greatest segment in almost Raw history, if not definitely of the past decade. Braun uh, crucifying and destroying Roman Reigns. Three down over. It was great because I was at work Monday night, so I closed, I got home, and when I walked in my door, I started making food, and at the same time, it was the Roman Reigns backstage interview, mm-hmm. so I'm like, yeah, fuck, I don't care, and all of a sudden I hear, <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? And my dad's like, Oh, Braun's beating the shit out of Roman. So I, ju- I ran over to look at the TV because he was watching it. And he just, the greatest thing I've ever seen is just him massacring Roman Reigns over and over and over and over and over again. Now, and I'm not just saying this because it was Roman Reigns, but like Braun probably could have done that to just about anybody on the roster and it would have been just as cool. But Braun literally tossed Roman Reigns around like he weighed nothing. And Roman Reigns yeah. doesn't weigh nothing. No. He threw right over that chest or whatever that was, right at the beginning. And I was like, holy yeah. shit, he tossed him really high in the air. Yeah, like, Braun got like got him up in the air and, like, he threw him uh, through the table. Then he fucking flipped him in the gurney, which I'm, st- <laughs> I'm still questioning whether or not he was in the gurney. Like, I have a feeling like that was, especially with the camera work, um, it was probably gimmicked or something where Roman wasn't in the gurney. No, from what I've what I've heard and what I've read online is, if you actually pay close enough attention, or if you're you know what they do, how they edit, that was actually pre-filmed, and when they when he threw them off that loading dock area, mm-hmm. it actually cut pre-taped stuff, and they said it was pro- uh, a dummy that was on the gurney because if you look, you can see the transition back to the live feed mm-hmm. after Ro- mm-hmm. uh, after Braun walked away and came back. You if you look. Roman does isn't even in the same spot that the gurney landed in when yeah. he threw it. My dad actually made mention of that. He's like, "No, I think the gurney landed over there, and now he's over here." But regardless, like that—that's fucking cool. Like he just took the gurney and launched it off the loading yeah. dock. <laughs> yup. And then to t- like as if that wasn't enough, he tips a fucking ambulance. Well, no, I don't care if that, that was helped or not. I don't care if that's gimmicked or not. That was still. Fucking cool. I'm saying, like, because I'm like, my dad is. Fucking ambulance. Exactly. Like, there can only be gimmicks so much. Like, it obviously was working. Like, they were loading him up into it, so it wasn't like it was made of fucking cardboard. No, I think it was just gutted of all things that were inside of it. All the mechanics. I I think it was just aluminum parts, to be honest. I don't think that was a real working. Ambulance, but at the same time, it's still impressive because it still probably has some weight to it. But I'm gonna say, no, like, there, go ahead. There's all that you could hear. There was like a hydraulics or something. You could hear the air pressure playing in through the background. Mm. So there was probably like a pulley or something that was set up on the other side, like a hydraulic pulley that was pulling it while he was picking it up. Okay, I see what you're saying. If you if you go back and actually watch it and just listen, you can hear like an air pump or a hydraulic pump or something's hissing in the background. Hmm. I'll definitely have to look at that. That was the first thing I noticed. At the same time, it's like we said before, regardless of the fact it was a cool segment, 
without picking it apart, and it was still impressive as shit for Braun to just lift that, because I would imagine that he could do stuff like that, because he's that goddamn strong. So, um, and now with, uh, with the Raw, that, I mean, was there anything else from Raw that we wanted to touch upon other than the shakeup? Um, How about the fact that the Revival broke Kofi Kingston's ankle? That's it. So, I don't know about you guys, but I actually, I don't, I don't know the validity behind it. I heard that Kofi's ankle was actually fucked before that, and they just used the Revival's angle to basically write him <laughs> off of TV. Yeah, I, I heard that as well, and I and I was trying to, I said that, I think last week, or when we found out that it was hurt, because he wasn't in the match against the Revival, mm-hmm. they didn't use him at Mania, I think they were trying to get him healthy before they actually had to announce that he couldn't wrestle, I think that's why New Day didn't wrestle at Mania. Agreed. Agreed. Oh, that makes sense. <clears throat> So yeah, I, I think that's why they also held held him out of that tag match the night after Mania too. Yeah, well, there was just a lot of things that seemed to add up to Kofi. Like they knew Kofi was injured, and they were just trying their best to get him uh, written off. It looks like. Yeah. All right. And I wonder what's going to happen now that they're moving the SmackDown. Are they going to have Biggie and David go at it alone until he gets back, or? Well, did you guys listen to? To Talking Smack after last week's SmackDown? I haven't I actually yet. Daniel Bryan brings up a point that we actually talked about last week about how SmackDown's only two hours and they don't have mic time to advance characters on television. And um, he literally said that word for word. I was fucking creeped out. They talked about the reason that New Day is coming over is they just take the mic and run with it. So they're hoping New Day can show other guys and other teams how to just take the mic and run with it when you get the opportunity. Cool. So I think there's going to be a lot of mic work for New Day when they come over. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Makes sense. All right. But I was I was thoroughly creeped when Daniel Bryan brought up the fact of Raw being three hours and SmackDown being two hours, and that's the reason why we don't have character development on SmackDown. Mike, we literally just talked about that. I mean... I think Perry has said it time and time again, and it, it rings true. They definitely listen to us. I mean, somebody's downloading. We got five hundred over five hundred downloads, so it wouldn't yeah. be it wouldn't be far fetched to think that one of them works for WWE. I hope maybe. Uh, hey guys, if you are listening, we could use a job. <laughs> or at, maybe some promotion. Maybe we can become the official podcast of the WWE. I don't know. Just saying. I think that's cheap heat's duty at the current moment. But I mean, if I could knock off Rosenberg off of his pedestal, I would love it. Um, one, screw them. Um, <laughs> they've they've never been officially announced. Fuck and Meltzer. Two, I'm gonna laugh a little bit because you said duty. I did say duty. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so let's do this. Raw um, shake-up. Let's uh, talk about the guys that won from SmackDown to Raw, uh, and then we'll talk about it, um, how it affects storylines going forward, what we think of the overall uh, shake-up for the Raw side, and then we'll switch over to SmackDown. So, uh, it was first announced, which was probably the greatest shake-up announcement I've ever seen, the Miz and Maurice. Um, and then that segment lead it, led into Dean Ambrose coming out, um, and playing it off that he didn't know it was Miz and Maurice, um, which was just fantastic. 
Um, Dean can play some great roles, and he, his uh, his mic work is, I feel, very underrated at times, and this just showed how good he can be on the mic. Um, Bray Wyatt is coming to Raw. Uh, Alexa Bliss, Mickey James, and then it uh, kind of levels out with uh, Cruz, Kalisto, Heath Slater, Rhino, and Kurt Hawkins. Uh, so what do we think? I'm not all that happy about Bray Wyatt. Neither am I. I, I, I think he was fine. And I, don't, I think he was flourishing on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. I don't see that same role for him on Raw. Although I do like that he's going at the Finn Balor already. That is something that, I wanted to see. That's the only upside to this. We get yeah. Balor and Bray Wyatt as, as the first feud. I mean, I was actually, yes, I was very, I, my dad was actually like, so he's like, what are you all upset about? Like, these guys are great. I was like, they are, but Rod just does things to these guys, and maybe it's just the smarks in us, like, thinking that, but um, I don't want to see Bray Wyatt get uh, get shoved back, I guess you could say. He was a top guy on SmackDown, and uh, I want him to continue that on Raw. Um, so him and Finn Balor are going to have, uh, as long as Finn Balor's okay, um, what I keep hearing is he's going to be out for at least four weeks. Yeah. So I mean, it, I mean, it could work for, for Bray because if you look at it with the move that happened with this, someone going to SmackDown, Bray becomes the number two heel on the show behind Samoa Joe. Correct. So, I mean, you got Joe all technically third because of Lesnar, but whatever you want to consider Lesnar, because he kind of, he's like de facto nothing. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. So, but I mean, so he's technically second heel. He's second in line, really. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, well, could be good where would you put him, in, where would you put him in, re- in relationship to Strowman? Because they're still going to push Strowman as a heel. True. That is true, too. Well, he's, he's de facto fucking face right now, because Reigns is de facto <laughs> heel. Yeah. Well, that's well. That's why they wrote their th- that attack was designed to write Reigns off of TV for a few weeks so that the heat could get off of him. Yeah, it's well, not gonna I work. was reading something too that they're still talking about that they're not going to cancel the match for a payback between Braun and Roman. They're going to still do it. They're just they're going to probably add a stipulation either a stretcher match or a ambulance match. Yeah, but what I, from what I was reading, Strowman's supposed to go over because he's supposed to get Lesnar at either. Extreme rules or bad blood. Hmm. Well, there's also talk that they might they might actually hold off the match too, and do Roman and Braun at uh, Extreme Rules in a stipulation match. It would make so just another month, another month with no world champion on television again. Seriously. Yes. Yeah. Oh god. They're saying the earliest we're going to probably see Lesnar is probably July. Ugh. All right, which is um, what that's that's that'll be their bad blood pay per view. I think yes. so. All right, I mean, I'm I'm not entirely upset. So this is what I feel. Um, I feel like SmackDown like grows these guys, and Raw takes the grown talent and just really utilizes them in a different way. Um, not necessarily negatively, not necessarily positively, just in a different way. Um, the talent get over on SmackDown, and then they come to Raw, and then now I guess get they're buried. on. Was that? They get buried. I wouldn't say that because I mean, look at Owens. They, they get fed to the they get fed to the raw guys that they want to be to look good. Yeah, it, what happens? Unfortunately, it, it, yeah, that's kind of what it is. They build them up on SmackDown to be these 
top guys, you know, amazing guys, and then they bring yeah, your top to guys, but your top guys on the B show, on the B show. Yeah. Then they bring them to the A show and go, all right, we'll give you a chance to make our top guys on the A show look real good. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. Make but it I... look good, but you got to make sure you lose. Make them look good, but you but you're gonna lose. Do you think that they honestly don't have the the backing in Bray Wyatt? Because I feel like Bray Wyatt is some type of a future for this company. I think that we should be smart enough to know that they have something in line for Bray Wyatt where he's going to be the future for the next 10 years or more. I hope so, and I, I really think he could be... Honestly, everybody says he could be the next Undertaker. I don't think we're going to get another Undertaker. No. But I think, we're, I think he could be the next Undertaker as in the longevity of his career. And I think that's what people are talking about maybe more so than anything else. Because um, obviously there are a lot of similarities between the, the the darkness and you know just like the creepiness to the character and anything like that. Mm-hmm. But I think the longevity is where it's going to be because you've had Taker. He's been here through the end of the Golden Era. He's been here through the New Generation, the Attitude Era, the Ruthless Aggression, and the Reality yeah. Era. He's been here for so many things. I saw this thing on Facebook. This is probably a year or two ago, and it was like. Uh, okay, these were the top guys that at these different eras and these different years. It was like a five-year chart every five years. And it was like the top guy during the attitude was Austin and Rock, and then you had Undertaker. Mm-hmm. New Generation was Brett and Sean and Diesel, and then you had Undertaker. Mm-hmm. And then he's always been there. And I think that's something that Bray can do just because his character is so unique that he doesn't always have to get physical. Like, he can just do things... Like Undertaker, where he can play mind games, or he can, you know, do these vignettes, or just promos, where he can just be himself, and he can last a lot longer because of it. No, and uh, I think that the easiest way to compare Bray Wyatt to the Undertaker is that character that is is different. Like John Cena is John Cena. He's the you know the everyman that you know the kids love and and you know look up to and everything like that but Bray Wyatt is the character he he's different he's not the the person that is a real person that's just wrestling he he brings it back to that old school kayfabe um where i think we're going to lose a lot of that with uh, some of these newer talents i mean Finn Balor is up there a little bit but we all know it's theatrics Bray Wyatt really brings you into that mindset of is this real is this fake and i think yeah. that's what he's going to keep alive um, and I think that's something that's very important to the wrestling industry because without Undertaker, we don't have that now. And I feel like Bray Wyatt is going to pick up that torch and keep it going for the next couple of years. Um, Absolutely. Dan, anything you want to uh, add into any of this? No, that's pretty much how I view Bray Wyatt. He's that guy that's just bringing the, he's blurring the line. Exactly. And there's nobody else that does that. He's the only one. And he does it in his promos. He does it in, like, at WrestleMania, affecting the the lights or the mat with the the screen. Yeah, it was a projector, but still. It was cool. Every time he went to to the spider walk, Mm -hmm. the mat would change. Yeah. So, you know, he's that guy that blurs that line now. Yeah. And some schmucks think that that was, you know, not cool, and they're not with us this week, so they can, you know, burn... (laughs) So <laughs> yeah, where are they? I thought I thought they were I thought they were going to be on today. No, she's too busy eating tacos. 
She ate too many tacos. She had too many tacos today. She over she overstuffed the uh, other tacos. <laughs> I've I've heard you can overstuff tacos. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Speaking of overstuffing tacos, Alexa Bliss it's and Mickey James. Fact or theory, Mike? Fact or theory? Allegedly. 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 Um, but yeah, so speaking of stuffed tacos, uh, Alexa Bliss and Mickey James come to Raw also. Um, what are the thoughts on these two women being added to the Raw women's division? I think it benefits Alexa the most. Mm-hmm. Um, she's got kind of women her size now, especially Sasha. I think it's, it benefits Sasha as well. <clears throat> Sasha's no longer the smallest one there. Um, and then, I mean, I think you might see some sort of alliance maybe between Alexa and Naya at some point, but I think it's just so you can build up Naya as a top heel on Raw. True. I mean... I think they have big plans for her. Oh, I mean, without I, a doubt. What were you saying, Dan? No, I was agreeing with him. I was just saying, yeah, I think I think Naya is where they're, go- where they're going next. Even though that match with Charlotte was very sloppy. It was awful. Um, but, she, but Charlotte put Naya over clean, too. That's yeah, she did the job before she left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. While knowing that you're going to another show makes it a little bit easier. Yeah, it was just a little weird to see the two of them have that sloppy of a match, and we know that they can both put out the uh, the work that um, that only those two can go, and especially with Charlotte. Like, I, I you wait, know, wait, you see, you you want to see Charlotte put out? Yes, put out work. Okay. Put out. <laughs> um. So, uh, I mean, I definitely think that the, the Raw women's division um, needed the depth. I don't feel like it lost any... I mean, yes, it did lose Charlotte, but they gained two top women. Whereas, uh, you know, when we t- we'll talk about uh, SmackDown a little bit, I think it actually did add to their depth overall. Um, yeah. So, and then the other people on here are obviously just the fillers. Uh, they probably weren't doing anything on SmackDown. They're not going to do anything on Raw either. Um, it, I think Kalisto's going to the cruiserweight division. Yeah, yeah, so do I. Yeah, I mean, but Cruz, Cruz might find his way into the IC title picture eventually because I think they're high on him, but uh, it, it might take a while. Listen, they might be high on him, but you're high if you think that he's anything other than a jobber. Like he's plain, he's boring. Um, unless I they... think he needs to go. I yeah. no, I read this somewhere else. He needs to go back down to NXT and work on a heel gimmick yeah, exactly you, i mean you don't have to go down to nxt i think if they just turn him heel but who would you turn him heel against right now dean ambrose hmm i was gonna say mark henry yeah Why? well yeah start him out small uh big it could well yeah whatever but it could be like the <laughs> It, 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 they could start it out with mark henry being like a mentor kind of deal to him and then just uh. eventually turn on him True. Yeah. No, I see what you're saying. So, do we, um, what about some of the feuds that we think we can see from here? Um, because there's a couple that I, I'm really interested in. Um, I want to see what you guys think. Well, Balor and Wyatt is number one on that list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, who else we got? Uh, Bray Wyatt and Seth Rollins could be a good place to go eventually. Mm, I didn't think about that one. That's a good idea. Like that one. Mm. Um, who else we got? I'd like to see Bray Wyatt and Strowman face off at some point. Mm. I, there's a lot of Wyatt going on here because I really like him. Uh, the feeling is mutual. 
How about this, guys? I mean, we're literally looking past the, I feel like, the most glaring thing that I feel like a lot of people are overlooking right now. Who did they move to Raw that we can easily get the, the remake of one of the greatest factions in recent memory? Horsemen? Yeah, the Horsemen. The fucking Horsemen got part of the Superstar shakeup, Brian. Are you serious right now? Shield. Thank you. Were, wow. you, were you being facetious, or did you actually blank on that one? I actually blanked on that one. Like, okay. why? <laughs> Could they put together the shield again? Who would they go <sighs> against, though? Yeah, there's no triple team on, on Raw. Oh, 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 oh. I just thought of something. What? Yeah, I'm really excited. The what? Shield in the, shield in the club. Balor club? Yeah, but they're not all on Raw. Balor and Gallows and Oh, Anderson. Balor they club, can, yeah. They can turn Gallows and Anderson face, or they can turn... Balor, Balor heel. heel. Balor heel probably would be more likely. Yeah. I don't know the face paint or anything like that. That's just a straight face move. They, I don't know. He, he did it. He did funny. it in Japan as heel. Yes, but he's typically not a face paint, face kind of uh, heel kind of person, kind of place. That's that's true. That I don't know they did it with doing all of him as a face. I mean, I'm just saying, like, if I, I wouldn't. So here's what I see. Miz and Ambrose obviously going into a feud. Miz taking the IC title. Because um, I, I think I said it to you, Brian, the other day. Miz is going to go into the Hall of Fame someday down the line. Um, and I think his claim to the Hall of Fame will be he's he was going to be he's going to go down as one of the greatest intercontinental champions in wrestling history. It, it's just how I feel. Um, he'll probably get one more major title run um, before his career's over. But I think his statement on the company is going to be i was a great intercontinental champion which for the i mean i think he's almost what a nine-time intercontinental champion i believe he's second on that list yeah um, i think he's behind just jericho he's just behind jericho and i mean the miz just literally inching away from jericho is the perfect storyline for the miz because he's got to be better than everybody and what what's better than chasing after one of the greatest of all times and who's not to say you get Jericho versus Miz in the future as well? Exactly. I mean, Miz could put out Jericho for good, for all we know. I mean, we know that they're very close friends. Jericho could say, hey, listen, I'm ready to retire. Put Have the Miz put me out. Yeah. Uh, it's it, There's a lot of... And then the Miz getting the Intercontinental Championship uh, could drop it from Dean, of course. And then Dean just, hey, guys, listen, I'm back on Raw with you guys. Let's reform the Shields. You know what I'd be interested in seeing, too? And it's something I would kind of want to see on SmackDown as well. Hmm. Miz versus Bray Wyatt. Yeah. I could see that. You know, Bray can go into how Hollywood is corrupt and shit, and then go after Miz. And then I could see Miz, like, mimicking Bray Wyatt and coming out and, like, fake Bray Wyatt stuff. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> Alright. Um, so, SmackDown. Um... I feel the show wasn't as good as Raw, which is actually very, uh, that very rarely happens. Um, but, personally, I think the shakeup for SmackDown was much more of a success than the shakeup was for Raw. Yeah, I, I feel, I didn't feel so much better about Smack, about either one of them, but, like, after thinking about it all week, I feel better about SmackDown's shakeup than I do Raw's. Agreed. 
but I'm still not sold on Kevin Owens being on SmackDown. Oh no, I'm totally sold on it. Not not that I feel like he's doesn't fit because I think he will, and I think he's going to be pushed as a top heel. And, but I have this, I don't know why, but I just have this feeling that for some reason Jericho is going to win the U.S. title on at Payback, mm-hmm. and he's going to move to SmackDown, going to leave Owens on Raw, and then Jericho drops the belt to uh, Styles or Corbin or something like that, and then he's going to disappear. See, I think they're just trying to get Styles into a title picture. Um, until the WWE title kind of, or, yeah, the WWE title kind of frees up. Well, what I've heard is, uh, actually read something, I think it was this morning, if, uh, don't expect Styles to win the US title. No, I didn't expect him to. They're buying time until after payback when Orton's open for a feud. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I it's going to be Orton and Styles going after that. Orton and Styles is going to be one hell of a feud, too, especially the way yeah. Orton yeah. has been lately. <clears throat> I mean, Kevin Owens could easily be, and it's weird to think of it, but, I mean, it's true. He could be the number two, even the number three heel on SmackDown right now. Yeah. And that I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing, because no matter what Kevin Owens is doing, he he's doing great stuff. I mean, think about this. He was one of the top heels on Raw... And his match at WrestleMania was second, and it was for the U.S. title. Yeah. So, again, it just goes to show you that Kevin Owens doesn't always have to be in the main event picture to be relevant. And he's also one of those guys where he doesn't need a belt. The belts need him. Yeah. So, yeah. so uh, we'll go over, uh, let's go over all the people that SmackDown got now. So we talked about Kevin Owens, uh, United States champion. He opened up the show. Um then we got, uh, later it was announced that New Day, I think they were the last announcement, New Day's coming. Uh, Rusev and Lana actually announced separately, which I find very intriguing. We'll get more into that. Uh, Sami Zayn, uh, The Shining Stars, which actually for most of you that don't know is actually Brian's uh, close relatives. Um, yeah. Sin Cara, <laughs> Jinder Mahal, and then the... This actually showed that Shane McMahon is just as much of a troll as his father and his brother-in-law when Tamina Snuka was announced. Yeah. (laughs) He admitted on Talking Smack that he did that on purpose to just try to mess with the fans. Oh, it was 100%. That's exactly what it was, but it was so good. And I like how one of the messages you guys is like, yeah, that's how it went. It's like, and the crowd goes... Cold. Mild. Yeah. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) There's no pop. It was just like, wait, what? Oh, it's Tamina. Look like, at that. It was just like flabbergasted. So Tamina and Charlotte were also announced for the two new additions to the women's division. I'm just going to say this right now. Do not sleep on Tamina. And I, oh, no. I think no. she's going to make a huge impact on that women's division. And she is going to be one hell of an athlete and one hell of a uh, a worker in that division. And it, I th- can easily see her and Charlotte having some amazing feuds together. Yeah. I I, I can't wait to see uh, Nikki and Naomi. I'm not, why did I say Nikki? I meant Charlotte and Naomi. Yeah. Wow. I was thinking Nikki and Charlotte, which I think hopefully if Nikki could get back, I want to see that as well. Well, we I had think that. their first match was... Not that great, but yeah. Charlotte was also still very new. Mm-hmm. So I think that would be a great match if we got them again. Agreed. 
Um, Tamina and Charlotte would be good. Tamina and Naomi, good. Former team bad members. True. Uh, there's a lot of possibilities in that SmackDown women's division now. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of different matchups on SmackDown. Uh, yeah, and so we were talking about the, the depth on the Raw women's division. The depth on the SmackDown women's division is even greater now. And it, it's weird because you lost a, an amazing talent in Alexa Bliss and a great talent in Mickey James, who was probably uh, the teacher of the group, but you gained so much with just one person in Charlotte Flair. And it just... They could have lost three women, but by gaining Charlotte, they gained so much more. Exactly. They gained, they gained legitimacy. Like, that was the biggest knock on the SmackDown women is they don't have a legitimate female star. No. They do now. And, and, and you know who I forgot to mention, neither one of you have mentioned either? Hmm. Becky freaking Lynch. Uh, well, exactly. But, again, so here's my thing, too. Let me ask you this question. Do you think Charlotte fits better on SmackDown than she does on Raw? I think it's time for her to fit better on SmackDown just because yeah. new rivalries, everything like that. She's the one that can carry the division, and she, like you said, she brings legitimacy. Yeah. She, and everybody says she's the greatest female wrestler of all time, as it is. Mm-hmm. So I think it was time for her to move. I think everybody's tired of seeing her and... Sasha, Sasha, her, and Bailey against each other. Yep. I mean, I was kind of hoping we get Charlotte Naya for a regular basis before Charlotte moved. Um, or I was actually hoping to see Charlotte and Emma as well, because I think Emma's a great great talent that's underutilized. Uh-huh. She's a great wrestler. Um, I was also hoping Emma would get moved to SmackDown in the shakeup, but that didn't happen. No. Yeah. But the other thing that we have to realize is, again, so I said this before, Rusev and Lana were announced as separate talents. So it wasn't yeah. Rusev is coming with Lana. No, no, no. Rusev is coming, which is awesome. Rusev is going to add a whole new element to SmackDown. And then Lana's coming, and they're going to use her as a wrestler. Which, like, I don't think people realize how good she is. She's very athletic. She's got a dancing background, so she's, you know... She's got the athleticism built into her, and this is what she loves. This is what she's wanted to do, and we're finally going to get to see just how good she is at being a wrestler. So uh, this is this could be again just more depth to the raw uh, to the raw to the SmackDown yeah. Women's Division. I th- I think those two are actually the most interesting moves. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hoping I am hoping so much that this does something for Rusev. I hope he's pushed as either not maybe not top guy right away when he gets back from his injury. Uh, obviously, I, I hope he goes to the U.S. title scene. Um, I want him as U.S. champion again. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping he gets pushed to the top on SmackDown. Yeah. They need to... Re- they re- need- when he comes back, they need to re- hit, the- hit the restart button with him, and he needs to be pushed as a monster heel like he should be because he really is and he can be. And it's not just he's great in the ring. He's good on the mic as well. Oh, he's fantastic on the mic. I think he's actually more... Um more of a underutilized talent on the mic than he is in the ring. Everybody knows how good he is in the ring. Um, and actually, I was just going to say it, I would have loved if he would have stayed on Raw to see Rusev and Samoa Joe. Oh, yeah. That would have been a good match. Those guys would have went at it. Like, that would have been one hell of a freaking uh, a brawl and a technical just showing in the ring. Yeah, but I mean, again, like like Brian was saying, I mean, you got Kevin Owens and Rusev that you can do. You can do Rusev and AJ Styles. You can do, I mean, who am I forgetting? Rusev and Corbin, I think, would be good. I was about to say Rusev and Corbin would be a really good matchup. I think that's true too. I didn't. I keep forgetting about my boy Corbin. 
I feel like I'm the only Baron Corbin fan, by the way. I feel like everybody else like shits on him all the time. I actually uh, liked him down in NXT. I liked him down in NXT. Yeah, me too. Um, so we talked about New Day before coming to SmackDown as uh, helping them, uh, I guess, uh, revitalize the mic work, um, which, you know, obviously who's better than the New Day to teach about mic work? Um, Honestly. I mean, they're... They, what's that? I'm hoping, speaking of revitalizations, I'm hoping the tag team division there gets revitalized too. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping they, what they did with the Usos, they do the same thing with the Shining Stars. They're good talents. They can wrestle. They're second generation, third generation, whatever they are, third generation talent. They can go. These are these guys know what they're doing when they get in the ring. It's just they can't find a damn gimmick that works for them because they want to change it up every every couple of months. I think let them go ahead. Let them do something similar to what the Usos did. I like that they came and they attacked um, American Alpha mm-hmm. on SmackDown. You know, maybe we'll get something with them. Maybe we get this get an edginess out of them. You know, they they need to do something because those guys are good talents. They're just not using them right. I think you hit the nail right on the head. I mean, you're talking about, like, two top, like, like workers. They, they're, I mean, look at who their lineage is from. Um, Carlito has actually been contacted by WWE to come back. Um, they're still working on something. You know, he won't come back unless it works out for both parties. Um, but he was talking about how, you know, how good of a team they are, but... I feel like they're trying to go too much of the racist route. Like, well, they're Puerto Rican, so we got to do something that makes sense as far as Puerto Ricans. No, you don't. You got to do something that makes sense as far as them. So, is it you know them being like what you said just before? Maybe it is like an Usos going heel type deal where they just come out in jeans and just beat the shit out of people. I mean, they don't need to come in riding on lawnmowers and be you know uh, what was that freaking uh, uh, Mexicans. No, no, well, Mexicals, but then uh, whatchamacallit did it, too, with Savio Vega in, like, the 90s. Oh, Los Barriguas? Yeah, like... Oh, Los Barriguas, yes. Like, you don't need to do that. Like, just have them be a good tag team. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, mean, they they can make them Puerto Rican bullfighters again if they really wanted to. No, we don't need that. Bring back up to Rita. Yeah. Just, just, they need to do something because that is something that started off as... A plus for SmackDown was a tag team division, and now it's just it's just not there. And the Raw tag team division is so much better. Yeah, and that's before oh, it was down, that's it was down to two teams. The yeah, the SmackDown division was down to two teams at one point, right before Mania. It was literally just the Usos and American Alpha. Yeah, and no, now no one else was serious. Yeah, and now Simon Gotch is gone, so AD English is on his own. Uh, Brizongo, they don't do anything with, which I think those two are underutilized as well. Very much so. Um, Very much either so. Either break them they up literally and push do... them as stars, or push them as a fucking tag team. Now, they view them as the comic tag team, whether yeah. they be on Raw or SmackDown. They're, they're there to fill a little bit of time and give everybody a laugh. Yeah. Not for yeah. them. Same, same thing with Ascension. Push them. Yeah. They are a great tag team, and they do actual tag team wrestling. They're not two guys that just shove together because they have nothing for them to do. They, no, at, actual at, they are the biggest NXT call-up botch ever. Yeah. Yeah. They absolutely are. I mean, and, how over were they in NXT? Time a call-up has failed. What's that? 
I said that's the biggest example of a call-up just failing completely. Well, yeah. And not by there. It's just the writers just didn't know what to do. Like, how big were they in NXT? Like, Brian and I would talk week after week about, like, oh my god, did you see Ascension on NXT? Yeah, they were fucking amazing. Like, these, this is not a bad tag team. Breezango, whatever you want to call them, they're not a bad tag team. They're just being utilized in a poor manner. Let me ask you this. Go. Do you think it's because Vince doesn't like tag teams? Because NXT is Triple H's baby, and he's been a big proponent of tag teams. Mm. But the tag team division on Raw and SmackDown has always been bad. We haven't seen a good tag team division on Raw and SmackDown since... I want to say probably Attitude Era. Yeah, that was just because we had so many people. That was probably the last time that we had a good depth and a good, like, showing of tag teams was probably with the Dudleys, the Hardys, Edge and Christian... Um, who am I missing here? Wait, Outlaws. Wait, Outlaws. Okay, there you go. I mean, I that... mean, they, you had teams thrown together like Rocket's Hot Connection, Head Cheese, stuff like that. Uh, headbangers. I love how Head Cheese is one of the ones you went to. Like, you could have went yeah, anywhere, but you fucking <laughs> went to Head Cheese. It's fucking hysterical. Two man. We had the two man power trip for a short time. Triple H, Stone yeah. Cold. Yeah. Too cool. Too cool. But, but like, I feel like just Vince doesn't care enough about tag teams, which is a shame because there's so many people out there that like tag teams. I and love I'm tag teams. I love tag team wrestling. A great tag team match can get boost any card, but I feel like he doesn't believe in it. That's why we get so much gimmicks and shit from the tag team division. Yeah, I don't think he believes the tag team division can draw money. So yeah, um, I, I don't think he believes they can draw money. That's what it is. I don't think he thinks the tag team division can draw him money like a singles competitor can. So, according to what I've I've heard, and I don't know, Brian, if you've listened, I I forgot what episode it was. I want to say it was the Undertaker episode of uh, the Bruce Pritchard show. Uh, I have not heard that one yet. I want to say that's the one I was listening to, but Bruce was actually talking about why Vince doesn't like tag teams, because it's, it's a money thing. You know, why put a match where you're paying four guys when you can put on that same match and pay two guys. Mm. But but I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, but people like it. Like, yeah, I get it. You're paying four guys instead of two guys, but if you're going to fucking have one of your, like, cram them in matches, a six-man ladder match for the IC title, you're going to tell me that that makes more sense than having a tag team match? Exactly. And Bruce Pritchard said that? So no, it's not rumor, rumor and innuendo? No, it's not rumor and innuendo. This is, like, from Bruce Pritchard. He says it makes sense. Like, why pay four guys when you could pay two guys? Okay, fine. Then get rid of the... Then why did you even why, fucking have a tag team division? Why pay six guys when you could pay four? What? Then why pay six guys when you could pay four? Exactly. Like, it, it, it was... It, I get it. Like, it makes sense when you think about it. But at the same time, why would you have a tag team division to begin with? Yeah. Like, why these even guys, make... And, and these guys are under contract as it is, so why not... Utilize them to the best of their abilities. Exactly. They're under contract. You're paying them anyway. Yeah. I mean, we can go on and on about the underutilization of tag teams left and right, but um, speaking of underutilized, actually, let's go to this next person. Sami Zayn, uh, officially Ah. going to SmackDown. Probably the best move for any single talent on the entire roster. Yes, I know. I'm a bit surprised they moved him and Owens. Exactly. I was about to say that. I really thought they were going to use this to break them up. I think it's perfect. I think they needed to break them up. How many... Yes, it's a great feud, but they're gonna kill it before they can have the big, huge payoff for it. They needed to break them up for a year 
or two, and then go back to the well and let them have that WrestleMania moment. Let them do what they do best at WrestleMania and call it a call it a career for those two at, for for them fighting each other. Um, it's how many times now are we going to see them fight almost every week or every other week on Raw and now SmackDown? Yeah. We saw them fight in NXT. We saw them fight on Raw over and over and over again. Now we're going to see them fight on SmackDown over and over and over again. So, like, it's it's time they should have been broken up. Let them go separate ways. Let them... Absent makes a heart grow fonder. So, I mean, <laughs> split them off. Thanks, Socrates. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> he went there. Um... Well, I know, like, right after SmackDown ended last week, I texted you guys and I said, well, what if this Owens storyline is to build up for Shane Triple H down the line? Mm-hmm. And after watching Talking Smack, because you guys said you didn't watch it, it makes so much more sense now. Because he was so pissed off that they drafted Sami Zayn to SmackDown that... They didn't draft him originally to SmackDown, and he went to Raw first, and he feels entirely that the only reason SmackDown took him in the shakeup and the shakeup was so they could get the U.S. title because Raw took the Intercontinental title. They don't feel like he didn't feel like they actually wanted Owens. He was so confrontational the entire interview with both Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon. He walked into the interview and threw his shoes on the table. Threw shoes. He threw shoes on the table to go, here, Shane, look at these shoes. I know you're the shoe guy. (laughs) What the fuck? They were were just plain leather, like, dress shoes. Oh, my God. How weird did he look, by the way, in, like, a full-on suit and, like, clean cut and shaved and everything? Yeah, Yeah. it was weird. Strange. Yeah. I mean... It was strange. He definitely is going to fit that bill of the, the... The... The Triple H guy. Like, he... You know that he's not... The 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 atypical heel, um, he plays the heel card so well, but he's not that guy in real life, which I think makes it even better. Like he plays the character so well, and anything you put Kevin Owens in, he's gonna excel in, and I think he's going to be a lifer as a heel. I don't think we're ever gonna see Kevin Owens as a face. I wouldn't be upset with that either. No, I'm, that's what I'm saying. I'm not upset with it, but I think that's exactly how it plays out. I don't think Kevin Owens ever needs to be a face, and I don't think he ever will be, because the fans are going to cheer for him that like him, and he's going to do his bats of, you know, face things when he's at live shows and stuff like that, that are, you know, comical and stuff, but he's still a heel. I mean, SmackDown, you got, now we have, we're talking about some of the top talents in the entire business right now you got aj styles nakamura kevin owens all on the same show yeah like yeah, they don't I, hate money that's for sure <laughs> no they don't <laughs> and think about that like we were talking about rusev before and the matches we're gonna see with him nakamura versus orton nakamura versus styles uh nakamura versus rusev mm-hmm. corbin like we're gonna see some amazing matches going forward yeah I think SmackDown is set up for quite some time to be, again, the top brand. And I think once oh, it's all said and done, the next quote-unquote shakeup we'll see will send guys like Nakamura to Raw, maybe a Ty Dillinger to Raw, these guys that are going to establish themselves on SmackDown, and then Raw is just basically going to capitalize on it. I think that's exactly how it works. Yeah. 
Speaking of speaking of another shakeup or shake uh, superstar shakeup, mm-hmm. I was actually I just remember this. I was reading something. I think it was like two days ago online, where WWE is still planning to do the draft, but they pushed it back. It was supposed to. It was originally scheduled for either June or July, but they they've now pushed it all the way back to either September or October of this year. Why this was this shakeup was just designed to do to be a small thing. Just to get some new storylines going, okay. since it was right after WrestleMania. No, it ended up not being small. They, it, it was, was like, like what, twelve people. Eleven. It was like, yeah, it was eleven people to Raw and thirteen to SmackDown. I think is what it ended up being. Three. But four, they're five. still planning on an actual draft sometime in September or October. Yeah. So SmackDown got twelve people, and one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, and Raw got eleven. Oh, was eleven, eleven. Yeah, I mean that's including like Miz and Maurice to, as, as two separate people, as and then oh, okay, yeah, and New Day as three separate people. So I mean, again, no, it wasn't small in any way, shape, or form. Do you feel that it was successful though? I think it's too early to tell if it's going to be successful, mm-hmm. just because uh, we haven't seen any payoffs from it yet. But, so, yeah, it's a little convoluted since they're having all these matches that still have an effect on it. You know, Bray Wyatt, Randy Orton, uh, Jericho, and Owens, which, which they confirmed on Talking Smack. Uh, but Daniel Bryan said it. The winner of that match is the one that stays on SmackDown. Yeah. I think it just adds to that storyline that you were talking about, um, Dan, about how they don't want Owens, they want the title. Yeah. And I think that's going to fuel that fire very much so, and I think that's going to drive such an amazing heel uh, program with Kevin Owens on um, SmackDown. And I think what's going to happen is you're going to see Kevin Owens take over that AJ Styles slash Miz role where they were on SmackDown, but they were always fighting with the, uh, the, the GM and the commissioner. And I think Kevin Owens is going to take it to a whole nother level. Yeah, I know. I agree with that entirely. Yeah. All right. Um, are we... Is that it? Do we have anything else? Um, Mike. Yes. Do you want to talk about the uh, the NXT thing? No. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. Sure. Um, do you want to make the announcement or... No, it was your idea. You make the announcement. Okay, cool. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> I wasn't sure. Here you go. So, uh, something cool that we uh, decided to go with, um, probably, I'd say, what, end of April, we'll do the first episode? Um, I don't know exactly when we're going to do the first episode, but I know it's, uh, it's going to be soon. Okay. So, uh, we know we talk about mostly Raw and SmackDown and what the goings-ons around the business on these podcasts, but we've decided to do a... Basically, a second episode a month now where we do NXT. And it'll be strictly NXT talk, and we'll do probably a one month recap at a time. So, we'll do a new, uh, new show basically every month where we're just talking about NXT. Uh, probably going to be me and Mike mostly. Dan, I, I know you said you'll hop on whenever you're available. Probably not Perry so much that she doesn't really watch NXT. But um, I'm looking forward to it just because I think NXT is something that we should really be talking about since it's some of the best wrestling out there right now. 
and now with all the changes going on, um, new music, new belts, you know, a lot of new guys down there too. So I think it's going to be uh, a new new period of time for them. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think it's one of those things where unfortunately we talk about so much, including our topic discussion every once in a while, um, where we don't get the chance to talk about NXT, and it's only an hour um, a week. Um, but it, it still, it, it advertises some of these guys that are, I mean, we look at who we're talking about right now. We're talking about Nakamura, we're talking about Ty Dillinger, um, we're talking about some of these guys that started in NXT. And yeah, some of them were indie guys, but at the same time, like, this is where they grew. Like, Finn Balor, like, Finn Balor was the top guy in NXT for, what, over a year? A year and a half, almost two. Yeah. I mean, these guys that are coming up, like, they're starting somewhere, and that, that, the area that they're starting is NXT, so, you know, to give them the credibility that they deserve is uh, just something that we've, uh, we definitely should be doing, and I think uh, I'm actually excited to, talk, to do an ex- exclusive uh, once-a-month show on NXT, which we can just, you know, if there's a, uh, a takeover, we can go a little bit more into it, um, we can go over the four weeks prior of uh what is it? It's just called NXT, right? It, there's no name for it. Yeah. Okay. No, there's yeah, no name no for name. it. NXT. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it gives us a lot more options, and I think uh, the, between all of us, we've been talking about just branching out a little bit more, and uh, we really enjoy just, I guess, hearing ourselves talk, for lack of better words, but uh, doing yeah, these podcasts. Do, doing yeah, this podcast is a lot. There. Yeah. It's a lot of fun, and, uh, you know, it gives us a chance to sometimes hang out with each other, sometimes to just talk over Skype, but. Uh, it's something that we all enjoy doing, um, and uh, I look forward to doing more with uh, you guys. And hopefully, if Perry's not being a butt down the line too, so yeah. All right, so oh, she uh, was being a butt today. She was being a butt today. She was uh, eating a lot of butt. Ew. Ew. That's gross. Right there. That's gross, Brian. She's gonna punch you when she hears this podcast. <laughs> she probably will. I'm gonna punch you in the dick, as she would say. Uh, yes, you're gonna punch Mike right in his dick. <laughs> right in the dick hole. Oh, that's nasty. Oh, Peter, that's nasty. <laughs> All right, we're gonna get like way out of line. So let's end this before it gets uh, derailed completely. Yeah. Um. So next week, do we know what next week's topic is? By the way. Um. You have the outline, sir. So. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to find it, but I can't. It must be on my laptop. All right. Uh, I'm prepared. I know, exactly. I have my Surface and my desktop in front of me. God forbid I have my fucking laptop on me, too, so. I thought you had it on your Surface, to be honest. I thought I... Oh, no. No, because it no, was only... No, you didn't. You had it on the laptop, because that's what we were recording on, uh, recording with the one time when we were down in the, yeah. the studio. Yeah, so it's all definitely on the laptop. I'll, uh, I'll look at that up. I'll post it on social media. But I know next week I think we do have a uh, a topic discuss. No, no, we don't. No, yes, we do. The payback's the thirtieth, right? Something like that. Yeah. Is the, next week's payback preview then? No, because that would be the twenty-third. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So next week's some type of topic discussion, and uh, I look forward to it. I don't know what it is, but it'll be fun. <laughs> I look forward to it. <laughs> All right, guys. So uh, for. Um, for Flying Brian and Dash and Dan, this is the God that runs the pod. And don't forget, it's too bad that we're too good. There you go, Dan.